What's up, y'all, and welcome into today's episode. I'm so glad that you found us here and what is guaranteed to be one of our best two shows of 2022 so far. We hope that you are enjoying your year. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode. And uh, we have a great episode for you today. Allison Sullivan co-hosts two of the segments with me. We have a blast. Uh, she hates it whenever we do stuff off script. So we planned everything to be off script. Yes, you can plan for things to be off script. Um, the whole episode, I realized that one of the key things of where this show came from, the heart of this show is scripture. And we haven't talked about it uh, consistently in quite some time. So this entire episode, all three of the segments have something to do with the scriptures, including our guest today, someone who is way, way too smart to have been to have appeared on this show. Uh, but Dr. Michael Dauphiné from Ave Maria University uh, joins us to talk about scripture as well. So we hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Yes, that's right. You can see this entire show as well. We just hit 75,000 views on our YouTube channel. So go subscribe today to join in on the fun. Only if you want to be happy. That's the deal today. Only if you want to be happy can you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Enjoy today's show. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Lene Sullivan. Hi, Taylor. How are you? So good. Yeah. Well, this is the, 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 like. Oh that was yelling from the other room. Start over. Absolutely not. I'm not editing that. <laughs> Speaking of tongues. <laughs> so holy. All right, here we here. go. What's up? <laughs> Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Allison Lene Sullivan. Hello, Allison. Hi, Taylor. How are you? Has no one given you a middle name yet? None of your co-hosts have given no, you a middle no name. Ever we need to give you a middle name. I'm trying you know to decide if I should go rogue and just do it now or if I should get a consensus with the other co-hosts <laughs> that we all agree on. <laughs> yes. I need to. How do, could I offend you the most? I think it's a consensus. All mm. right. That's happening. Something boring and white. <laughs> mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Billy Bob. <laughs> I was thinking Kevin, but okay. Oh, I, know, I was just with the Kevin yesterday. <laughs> tell him you Sorry. hate him. Sorry, Kevin. Um, this is the, no, we've seen each other in the new year. You came over and recorded the, Indeed, the, end, of your, uh, the end of your season yeah. of your podcast. Happy new year. Happy new year again. Yeah. Um, but in news of what's been going on, you did just end... Your first season of us doing your podcast together. No. Congratulations. High five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really love this season so much. I, I Every episode feels a little bit like a baby because, I don't know, you, you prepare for it. You um, think about it. You have energy with a person and then the hard stuff after, you know. And so by the time it's all said and done, there are so many moving parts and like working pieces. Um but honestly, every time I finished an episode, I would say to myself, that was my favorite episode. So I really, really loved the lineup. Every episode felt special in its own way. I'm excited. I have new ideas for new people. Oh, good. Aim and high. Like, <laughs> people have no business asking to be on this show. <laughs> That's how this show started. <laughs> great yeah. what all they can do is say no right exactly and like i literally i've been told no by one guest ever 
Really? And I've had like over 200 guests. Yeah. So like people say yes to stuff. Right, right. People want to talk about themselves and their ideas and what they're creating and what they're putting out in the world. They don't have to know how unsuccessful we are. Right. <laughs> That's right. I can I can make a beautiful facade. Right. <laughs> I can send a really dashing email that, you know, gives them all the wrong first impressions. All you have to say is like, hey, I am a top, top tier Catholic Women's Podcast. <laughs> There's like three of them. They don't have to know that. I'm top three, one hundred percent. Um, do you have? Do you do resolutions? Uh, Goals? I uh, edits. My resolutions are constant throughout the year, and I all the only constant is that I fail at them. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I should walk yeah. more. Hey, I should pray more. Hey, I should mm-hmm. do this. And I just fail at them constantly throughout the year. Yeah. So January 1st isn't special. Right. <laughs> more of the same. Right. Yeah. Um, you talked about how, like, you know, every episode is your baby and so special for you. You do all this preparing. Uh, you want to tell people how long we've prepared for this episode today? <laughs> this is, like, negative, negative preparing. In fact, you're, like, sending me a text right now. Right. We were, like, <laughs> and we've talked about before that, like, like I, I do, I do a lot of show prep and I take notes and stuff throughout the week. But then yeah. I just kind of compile it the day before. Yeah. And then I, I usually, I, you've asked for it, and I've, I've been better at it. Like I give, I've been give, trying to give you a few days to kind of think and ruminate about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then for a plenitude of reasons, I don't think that's a word. I, I didn't know what we were talking about until about an hour ago. Yeah. So I couldn't share it with you. Yeah. And like that I was, was working... multitude and plentiful, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, yeah. Totally valid. Plentitude. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Catholics have been making up words for 2,000 years. <laughs> I think I can do it now. <laughs> Why not? Uh, we're going to talk about a made-up word here in just a little bit. Perfect. But, um, but yeah, we didn't we didn't know what we were doing. But every episode is you know what baby. you know what I've let go as far in this regard. And and here's the thing is that your listeners are in on it at this point. Like everybody knows you know what my personality is, what your personality is. That I would you know much rather be scripted and all the things. I I, I would like to live my life with a teleprompter and like set to music. That'd be great. Um, but I too would like a teleprompter. <laughs> no, see, that, I'm an actress. I can pull it off. It's fine. Okay, but. I have the reason that I like knowing what's coming is because I value sounding smart. I have realized that you do not care if I sound smart or not. It's actually my preference when you don't. (laughs) And so I've let it go. I'm like, whatever. I don't have to be smart. I just have to be tolerant of Taylor. Like, that's really the only requirement is to tolerate Taylor. I got it. I'm good. I I have made a uh, a living out of projecting myself as dumber than I actually am and bringing everyone that I encounter into that same mode. Everyone feels so uptight about feeling smart so much. Yeah. Uh, so like last episode, Father Anthony has picked up on that and he likes, he has now built multiple games for me to look stupid, where it's just questions that he knows just, that I want. He's kind of embraced right. that. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but what's really funny about your setup is that um, we have, we're doing two segments together today. Because the second segment is a uh, interview with a biblical scholar that I recorded like a month ago. We're finally releasing it. Cool. Um, the other two segments are built around um, your lack of knowledge. <laughs> you said our. You said uh, our lack of knowledge. No, that's what what you're misunderstanding is. I'm also agreeing with you that every segment of this show is showing my lack of knowledge. Perfect. So I'm, you're just joining me in that shtick. I'm today. committed. It's fine. Um, but, so th- where this all came from is 
we um, we're having a scripture episode today because okay. it wasn't like a New Year's resolution, but I do a lot of looking back at the beginning of New Year's more for the show. Yeah, like last last year we did our state of the forte. Like how did how did the show do last year? What were the most uh, popular episodes? What did, yeah. what did people connect with? That sort of thing. And I look back, and I see you know what went well and what didn't. Yeah, the, the trends are right. What people are enjoying. Right. Um, and one of the things that I noticed looking back even further was that like this, where the show started, like when no one was listening <laughs> was like, I was sharing a lot of like scriptural insight. I would read scripture, share that. And like, we still do that. Like a lot of times it's more like the, like the, the, the readings that have just happened and that sort of thing, but not really completely out of, out of nowhere. So all of today as part of my not new year's resolution is we're doing three segments on scripture. One, today we're going to prove how dumb we both are. Um, Perfect. And then in the second segment, we'll bring on a doctor of, of scripture to teach to us some us things. Right. How. And then you'll come back for the final segment. And we're going to bring back a segment that I had literally forgotten about until I did uh, like the, the year the year in review. Uh, Life Verse, one of our favorite games ever. We'll explain it whenever we get there. But again, showing our maybe lack of knowledge of, of Scripture. Ignorance Perfect. of Scripture is ignorance of Christ, and we're, uh, we're ignorant. So. I can fist bump to that. Yeah. As she says <laughs> while she's uncomfortably crossing her arms in front of her, definitely not going for the fist bump. I'm trying to, like, get this right. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. For those of you watching or only listening on the audio, we apologize. Allison's very confused. She's she's like Sisyphus staring at herself in the camera, <laughs> trying to figure out what's wrong with her. And I am. I'm like scooting all the wrong ways. It's a mess. It's so like we've never done this before. <clears throat> one of the things that I like, I mean, I studied scripture in college. Like that's what I have my, my degree in. And even then, it has been so long since I've done some like deep dives into scripture that I even had the the word wrong. I was looking for biblical Type typography is what oh, I googled yes. this morning. Uh-huh. You know what the word typography means? Uh, is it a mountain or something? It's it, it's about like the land and the shapes of land. So yes, like mountains. Okay. So like when I looked up biblical typography, they were like, well, there were rivers and there were mountains <laughs> and there the were plants. Like, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, that's clearly not the word I'm looking for. The word that I was looking for this morning <laughs> is typography. Okay. Typography. So like a type. So what typography is? What'd you Typo- say before? Ty- typology. Ty- typology. I'm still messing them up. Typography is the land. Typology okay. is the type. And like okay. theology yes. of types. Uh-huh. Typology. Okay. That's my layman's, layman's uh, definition of that. Uh-huh. So uh, I felt really dumb. That's where, that's where this all started. I felt really dumb at um, our monthly like parent teaching session from our pastor. Yes. And I've talked about it on the show before where it is some, it is pretty basic teachings. Like we're going through basic teachings of the church. So it's not intentionally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because it's like, you know, we're sharing these with, with kids, but also like not everybody in the room has a degree and a half in in, in, in theology. And so we're, we're, you know, so it's refreshing for a lot of parents. And like, so for me, like I've been in these classes and like, I'm just being honest, like they haven't been the most gripping things as I've gone. So what That's I've done. a good done, word choice right there. I like right, that gripping. You. Yeah. Um, did I make that word up too? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but what I, what I have done to make it gripping is like when something that, that like our, our, our pastor says, as he's going through some of this, this uh, like kind of biblical basics or uh, catechism basics is he says something. And I'm like, huh, 
like I actually do have a question about mm-hmm. something in regards to this. Mm-hmm. So I end up like Googling and, and try, kind of yeah. doing my own study and kind of listening at the same yeah. time, right? It's good. But I was completely humbled uh, this last one because he he showed on the screen the typology of baptism. So essentially what typology is, it's like looking in the Old Testament and seeing signs that pointed to things that we now know from the New Testament and like in Catholicism. So like the example, what we were studying on this day was baptism. So we're looking at Jesus' baptism and what's the typology? Where did we see things that signified what baptism means to us in okay. the Old Testament. Gotcha. Does that uh-huh. make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would imagine that you know a couple of them. I, I knew I knew two, and okay. I'll explain why I knew those two very well, and not the third. Uh-huh. But when you think of baptism and like signs of baptism in the Old Testament, what's yeah. one that comes to your mind? Well, okay, so just the idea of water cleansing. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess the most obvious one is just Noah mm-hmm. in, a, in a giant flood. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the first one that comes to mind. Death to everyone. Yeah. Baptism. Let's get rid of all you people. <laughs> right. And start over. Right, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, like, you know, there, there there are some, that's how typology works. It's like, it's not an exact one-to-one analogy, but what yeah. what what can we suss out of that right. analogy for yeah. baptism? Well, I mean, just the cleansing, like right. cleansing of the earth. Cleansing of what specifically? His people. What? Sin. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 the yeah. sinful people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, It was in your mind. You just hadn't yeah, well, said it out yeah. loud. <laughs> One of those things that was too simple. Right. I'm overthinking exactly, it. Exactly, so You're trying to trick me. So, um, I'm clearly not. <laughs> I'm asking <laughs> the most basic questions in Christianity. So, so, yeah, like cleansing of sin and then holiness prevails. Like like Noah sure. and, his, and his family. Yes, good. Um, a second one. Do you, can you think of a second one? I, I don't know. Okay. So, the second one that is pretty... Typical typo. Oh, that's funny. That's just for me. The most of the last year are just for me, anyway. Uh, but Moses parting the Red Sea, and this was a, this okay, was the yeah. second one that I knew. The two that have been like just seared into my brain were Noah and the. Flood. How's it cleansing? Okay, so the the Israelites were in Egypt. And they were in slavery. Slavery. Right? Mm. Ah, freedom. Right. Freedom. I love it. I love that. He parts the seas and they walk through. The water, right? There's water on either side. Yeah. They get to the other side, and then the waters crash over their captors. So yeah. they are now free. Like they're they're free from slavery, which is what baptism does, right? Yes. We get baptized. We go through the water. The water is poured over our head. We are now not. We're no longer a slave to sin. I am a child of God. Like we're now okay. moving in. Yes. Uh, no, I'm having a moment. Okay. Because I love. What you just said about, in one example, you talked about um, holiness, and then in another one, it was this image of freedom, and holiness is supposed to be freedom. We so often see holiness as drudgery, like, oh, you're just trying to keep me too contained, you're trying to make me follow too many rules, and it's because, you know, I'm supposed to live this really small, obedient life, when really... Freedom from sin is about freedom. God wants us free. And right. sin just keeps us all entangled. And well, That's great. I right. love that. Okay, yeah. keep going. Okay, I'm learning from you, Taylor. So th- those were the two that I that I knew. And they have been beaten into my head. And I'll explain now why they were beaten into my head. It's because I took a class in grad school about RCIA and, like, teaching RCIA. And essentially that, like, the RCIA process is the process for 
discipleship, like okay. making a Christian, becoming a Christian, right? Yeah. And that like it, all evangelization should stem from the process for RCIA. That's the long story short. Now, one of the things about RCIA is that we, they always say teach to the right. So like the rights that people are going through when they're going through RCA and becoming Catholic. So like the right of initi- the rights of initiation, the R- rights of R I T E. Yeah, R I T E. So like the things that happen at Mass and the prayers that yeah. happen at Mass. Teach to those so that people can essentially if you teach to those, then people can say, Yes, I want to do this because they know what they are accepting. Right. Okay. Um, right. R I T H. Okay. <laughs> so the prayer over the waters at baptism. So people coming to the church, whether through RCA or like when our kids were baptized, that when mm-hmm. they pray over the waters of baptism, okay. it is this beautiful prayer of typology. Um, one that I that I've talked about multiple times before. Um, in in bat, uh, it says um, at the very dawn of creation, your spirit breathed on the waters, making them a wellspring for all holiness. So like before creation, the the, the spirit hovered over the waters, breathed mm. on the waters, and then creation came out of it. The two that specifically symbol- symbolize baptism, um, the waters of the great flood. You made a sign of the waters of baptism that made an end of sin, a new beginning of goodness. Through the waters of the Red Sea, you led Israel out of slavery to be an image of God's holy people mm. set free from sin by baptism. Mm-hmm. And at that point in the prayer, mm-hmm. it stops Old Testament and we move to the New Testament. Okay, We move to, through um, in the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and, and anointed with your spirit. So we move into the New Testament there. Mm-hmm. This is where I got humbled okay. in class. Because okay. in this class... It said the three biblical typographies of baptism were the two we've already mentioned, Noah, Moses, and the Red Sea, and the Israelites crossing the River Jordan. Mm. I knew nothing of that story. Yeah. Like, I've read read it, and I've read the whole Old Testament. Like, I know that I've read it, but it it wasn't sticking in my mind. Is that a story that is important to you or sticks in your mind? No. It's not. And I've even been there. Wonderful, wonderful. So, literally, I looked. I'm like, wait, what? I stopped like googling whatever I was googling, like studying earlier, and I'm like, I'm missing something hugely important here. This third typology for baptism. I look it up. This story that has meant nothing to me Mm. in my in my faith life. Mm. The other two stories have. I've I've pondered them. I've thought about them. I've given talks about them. I've prayed with them. The I look up the story. I just started with a simple Google because I'm like blown away that I like didn't know this. Right. Uh, It's a prideful thing to say, but whatever. Like I should know this. And I was blown away that I I didn't. And I looked it up. uh, uh, Israelites crossing the river Jordan. The first thing that Google says is one of the most important moments in Jewish history. (laughs) I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) I don't even even know the story. And so I I look it up and it like, I I guess I kind of knew it, but it just never popped in my mind. Yeah. Crossing the river Jordan is when the Israel Moses had led them throughout the desert. They're wandering in the desert after the, the yes. after the parting of the Red Sea yes. for forty years. Yes, and then Moses gets kicked out on a technicality. Yeah. He hits a rock twice. I'm still mad about that story. We won't get into it, but I'm so <gasps> mad. Mo. Moses gave his whole life to God. He's like, well, you tapped a rock twice, so no holy land for you. Okay, uh, that's my gripe for the beginning of today's gosh. show. But the moment is when Joshua, Yeshua, J- Jesus, Jesus would be his translation. Um, leads the people finally from wandering in the desert to they cross the river Jordan and where they enter the Holy land. They're finally in the Holy land, mm-hmm. like the promise, their inheritance of God. Um, and I'm just like, 
immediately when I hear that, I'm like, it's so obvious. Yeah. Like, they crossed the they crossed, water. Yeah. And what's what's our homeland? It's heaven. We're just both still <laughs> hung up on that Moses isn't there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're distracted. That's what, that was my only takeaway from this whole part of the story. <laughs> isn't it yeah. insane? Yeah. It's one of the most important moments in Jewish history when mm. they finally enter into the Holy Land. They literally cross the River Jordan. And the only part, the only thing for the River Jordan that I thought about was from this prayer for RCIA. Yeah. It mentions the River Jordan literally next. Yeah. But it's about Jesus being baptized right, in the Jordan, which has right. so much more symbolism to me right. now, knowing that this story yeah. was so important to the to the Jewish people. Yeah, it's I thought you were gonna make me guess the third one, and I had nothing right. except New Testament things of like water to wine, right. Jesus <laughs> washing his disciples' feet. Like I got nothing. Right. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's great. Thank you for yeah, that. It was, I appreciate it, was it. it was just incredible because it was just like here I was trying to, you know, Google like more intense things. Like I was, I was, I got, I went down this whole rabbit hole of like, um, it's, it's in, it's in, uh, I think it's Ezekiel. Like I saw water flowing from the right side of the temple and then it went down to the South. So I'm like, Oh, what does the South mean in the West? And yeah. like, all this stuff. And then he's like, um, here's one of the most basic teachings in the church. <laughs> Why don't I you love, start though, here? <laughs> I love that we serve a God that is so infinite. Like I feel like the biggest um, growth spurt I've ever had is when I finally kind of threw my hands up and said, man, I don't know anything. Right. You know, <laughs> like when you think you have all of these answers is just the beginning. And that's why I invite you here once a month to prove <laughs> you, to help you relive that, that insight every month. <laughs> um, so there you go, friends. And some of you are listening. You're like, duh, you idiots. Well, and the other 99% okay. of you are like, oh, I didn't know that either. <laughs> so yeah. well, you know what? We just wanted to, to start off the first off the year. Yeah. I mean, no matter what happens, this is one of our top two episodes of the year so far. So we know <laughs> that you're going to enjoy it. Um, we're going to take a break. I'm going to come back with, uh, sorry, someone smarter than both of us. That's <laughs> right. But then when we come back, we're going to play our life first game, uh, all based around scripture, and okay. God's going to speak directly to and through us. Yes. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> OCP's Breaking Bread e-missile app is tremendous. Literally, you just open up your phone. And boom, you have all the readings for mass, uh, even the prayers that the priest says, which are often beautiful, but hard for me to follow along with, because it's not something that, you know, I've heard a lot before. So it actually really helps me, even though I'm an auditory learner, to uh, be able to see what is going on as well. And you can do all of that um, on your phone. Uh, you know, some people don't like their phones to mass. Everybody knows that I use mine all the time. If you are like me, and you want to use your phone for holy things during mass, Download the USCCB-approved USCCB Breaking Bread 2022 e-missile app on Apple or Android devices. Uh, do it. It'll help you pay attention to Mass. What's wrong with that? Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and I am joined today by someone insanely smarter than me. Uh, we have ditched the co-hosts because they're clearly not smart enough uh, to be considered a doctor. So uh, Dr. Michael Dauphiné has joined us today from Word on Fire from Ave Maria University. Dr. Michael, welcome. Well, thanks, Taylor, for being here on the show. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for being here, on, for me being here on my show. <laughs> so uh, my wife actually knows who you are. My wife went to Ave Maria University and about 10 years ago or so, she was, uh, no, it was probably 12 years ago, she was in her uh, school orientation 
And there, there you were as a younger man, 12, 12 years ago, you. And she said she interacted with you one time and you were very pleasant. And that's the amount of information I got about you. <laughs> well, that's great. One of the best things I've done is uh, be able to teach at Ave Maria University. And I was dean there for many years. So I would always give the deans welcome and welcome all the new students. Uh, and it was a real joy. I would always talk about how orientation was meant to orient us to the truth. So just as in right the church, we try to orient ourselves to Christ. In universities, we try to orient ourselves to the truth. And uh, that's really makes, I've always feel like I've had one of the best jobs, right? To be able to get to work with young people and to help them find, you know, either the truth in theology or the truth in the sciences or even you know the truth of accounting. Uh, but all their studies has a common goal, a common purpose. And uh, you know um, the fact that she remembers me as being kind is probably a the best memory I'm going to have. So I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, I like how you mentioned the, the orientation. Uh, you know, like orienting towards something good and orienting towards God, which is funny because for me, the first thing I think about when I think of orientation for anything is boredom. Uh, <laughs> and then you start talking about faith, and I'm like, well, a lot of people's first thought about mass or church or prayer or something could be boredom. So there might be a little bit more to that. Uh, metaphor than you intended. <laughs> yes. So um, the reason that you're here is that, uh, one, I, I like you. That's that's all of the, I don't have people on that I don't like. Usually, not anymore at least. That was years ago. Uh, but uh, you wrote a book recently for uh, Through Word on Fire, and that, that's why you're here. So why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about the book? Oh, and also, you're, you're very humble. You mentioned that you were the dean for a while, but you were the chair of the theology department now. So I had to, I had to call you out on your humility. You're, you've done great things. <laughs> well, well, thanks so much. And uh, really blessed to have the opportunity to be involved in uh, theology, teaching theology. We've been, we run an Aquinas Center here. We've had a lot of conferences, been able to publish books, publish volumes, right? Because we not only need to evangelize the culture, uh, we also need to evangelize theologians, right? And help theologians know that there's a <laughs> right. place where we can do first-rate scholarship that's also uh, really from the heart of the church. And so that's been really a, a large part of uh, the work we've done here. And so this book that we wrote, Wisdom of the Word, Biblical Answers to Ten Pressing Questions about Catholicism, was written in a way to take what we do in the classroom and to try to take it right into the pews. And I would even say not only into the pews of the church, but really into the parking lots of the church, basically to the people that drive to the parking lot and aren't sure if they want to go in. And what we wanted to do was to show that there are good questions that people have, questions seeking truth, that often lead them into a state of questioning, a state of feeling distanced from the church. But what we wanted to show is that good questions also determine or deserve good answers and that the church provides those answers. And most often, really those answers come from the Bible. The full biblical wisdom really is the foundation of the church's teaching, right? And so the church's teaching is not a, something that's determined by polls or popularity contests, or just that the church likes to be old and traditional. No, the church's teaching really comes from Christ as recorded and revealed in scripture. Uh, as I like to tell students, right, the catechism says that the church, the Catholic church, is not a religion of the book. And I say that's true. But the Catholic church is a religion with a book, 
And when we remember that, it helps us know that what the church teaches is ultimately a message, right, from God uh, that can help us learn how to live and how to find meaning and how to find hope. Yeah, one of the things that you know, we were talking beforehand, you just mentioned it, that like you were saying that this book was really written, one, to answer questions, but who, like specifically who it was for, were people who were like on the verge of leaving the fa- or leaving the church, leaving the faith, or uh, somewhere on that thing. And one of the things that I've, uh, I've talked about before doing like at retreats and stuff is like, I, I realized that, you know, I was traveling the country and giving talks on prayer and on God and on how much he loves you and all these things. And then I, I realized that like, there were so many people in the, in the congregation or the groups of people that I was talking to that like, why do I, why do I care about hearing a, a talk about prayer? If I don't even believe that God exists, like we have to like get these things done first. And so one of the things that I love about how like your approach to this book, cause there's been a ton of books about, um, questions and faith. And I think a lot of them have come across as like, uh, th- this is for Catholics to prove that we're right mm-hmm. against Protestants, right? Yeah. But uh, like the the heart of your book is, I, I I'm a Catholic who's you know, I'm speaking for you who's a scholar. I'm not a scholar. You are. <laughs> but like you're you're a scholar who sees people leaving the church, and you have a heart for that, and you want you want to change that. So uh, you've got you've got these ten like primary questions that that I, I'm interested in, like how you came or how do you whittle it down to ten? Because a lot of people have. Uh, you know, tons of questions about the faith, but how'd you whittle it down to these 10 that you got here? In the well, book? my co-author and I, Matthew Levering, we worked together and we tried to think about what are the big questions about truth, about like what things are, does God exist? Is Jesus a son? Is the Eucharist really the body and blood of Jesus Christ? Uh, and so we thought those are really the foundation questions, right? If you don't believe that God exists, then what then Jesus's importance is ultimately going to be secondary. So we have to begin with the big doctrinal questions about truth. And then the second thing are all the different moral practices. Why does the church ask for conversion? What are we supposed to do with our money? Right? Why is the church so strict about sex? What about gossiping and arguing? Why do Catholics argue so much, especially online? Right? You know, these we looked at kind of these moral issues. So that's what we tried to do. We figured out what are five key doctrinal issues, and then what are five key moral issues. And we thought if we could try to show that on the one hand, the Bible itself sometimes asks the very questions that we ask, uh, because sometimes these are just perennial questions. Psalm 8 says, right, what is the son of man that you are mindful of him, right? Or man, why do you care about him, right? In a way, when when ancient man looked at the stars and looked at how big the universe was, they felt like they were worthless, So this idea that the Bible often asks the questions and provides answers is something that we really felt was necessary. And we wanted to write something to people that were thinking of leaving the church or people that have friends or family that have left the church, right? These are things we've experienced in our own lives. And we really feel like we're called to try to share uh, that the Bible is meaningful and truthful. I use the example that the Bible is like a language. And if I don't understand a foreign language, somebody can speak it to me all day long, but I'll just say there sounds like they're speaking gibberish. But it's not because they're not speaking a language, just because I don't understand it. And I think the Bible is often right. like that for many people. It's not, people may even think that the Bible is vaguely true, but it's not meaningful because they haven't learned how to understand the story that it speaks and the language that God uses. So what we do in the book is we try to highlight What are the key kind of, what's the key grammar, the key vocabulary, the key historical events? What are the key things that allow the Bible's message to be received so we can really learn to discover our own true story? 
Right. And uh, so the, the book is called The Wisdom of the Word. And one of the things that you were mentioning, one of the ones that I want to dive into, one of these questions you get to right at the beginning of the book is, uh, is why listen to the church? And, and I think a lot of people recently, uh, one of the big reasons that people are leaving the church is, one, the church is closed. And then two, like, our <laughs> yeah. leadership has gotten themselves in trouble for, for, uh, for a long while, locally, nationally, uh, uh, across the across the world, really. And it's like, why should I still listen to the church when the church leaders recently have still, you know, have made a lot of mistakes? But one of the things I started thinking about whenever I knew I was preparing for this interview is like people's mistakes doesn't change the truth of Scripture, that we still need to be obedient to God. So you dive into this in, in, in depth in this second chapter. So why should we listen to the church? Why be obedient to a church that may or may not be perfect? Yeah, I think the first thing to do is to think about what does the word obedience mean? We tend to think of the word obedience as a matter of somebody who is more powerful forcing somebody who is less powerful to obey, right? And that's not the message of scripture. The message of scripture is that obedience is an invitation, right? Mary is invited to become the mother of God. And interestingly, God doesn't tell her much else. He doesn't say that, you know, when you're 12, when, in about 12 years, when Jesus is 12, he's going to stay back in the temple. So, you know, make sure you do that. <laughs> right. Or in a couple of years, you're going to have to go to Egypt. So, you know, don't buy property, right? No, none of that. He basically just says, are you willing to follow me? And she says, yes. And then he leaves it up to her to figure it out. So obedience is not turning off our minds. It's really figuring out how can we best respond to God's call. We're basically, the way I look at it is if you're lost in the woods at night and you start hearing a word, somebody says like, hey, follow me, I know the way out, right? You're excited to listen, but you still have to follow using your own intelligence. And so that I think is the big picture of obedience. And so what the church does is the church kind of is that voice saying, follow us, right? Follow me. Because we can tell you, we can share with you what Jesus Christ has done in the world and what Jesus Christ has done for us. So the church, when I look at what the church is teaching or sharing with us and why we should listen to the church, doesn't mean the church's rules on parking or the church's rules on COVID, right? That's not what we're talking about. What we're really thinking about are the words that the church says, right? I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, right? And we become a child of God. I forgive you of your sins. I absolve you of your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, right? And when we think about those words, those are the words I need to hear, right? That I am a child of God and that my sins have been forgiven. And it's through the church that I hear those words. So really the church is just the living voice of Christ extended. So that's, I think the really, the big picture is to think about the second thing is a little bit harder because the church, of course, is full of broken people, right? And the sins of the members of the church are really, you know, can be horrifying, especially of those in power. But what I suggest to people is imagine that you're living, right, in Palestine. We're living in the time of Jesus. And we know that Jesus sent out 70 disciples on one occasion, two by two. He sent out the apostles, you know, the 12 apostles, two by two. Well, imagine you were in a little village and you heard uh, Judas Iscariot and right Thaddeus came and they preached to you and they said, look, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. There's the Messiah is here. Jesus Christ, he's here. He's in Jerusalem. He's in Galilee. 
And then six months later, a year later, you learn that Jesus has been crucified and that the very apostle that came to your town, Judas, betrayed him, right, for 30 pieces of silver. Oh, wow, I've never thought about that. Right, well, okay, and then you hear more that that same Jesus rose from the dead. Well, we have a choice. Are we going to listen to the message, which is that Jesus right, came and that he died and that he rose again and the kingdom of God is at hand? Or are we going to stay in that wounded state, mad at Judas, right? And I think we're so used to the story that we forget the horror of the story that one of the 12 betrayed him. Uh, So the invitation in my mind is clear that I also, right, am wounded. I also am hurt and I also am broken. I'm also a sinner. So I really need the message of hope that the resurrection of Jesus gives. So if I hear about it through a, an apostle that turns out to become a betrayer or a bishop who turns out to become later to be revealed, right, to be, you know, anything. I mean, to be an unbeliever, to be a philanderer, to be, you know, an embezzler right, then I still need the message of the good news, right? And when I look around the rest of the world, when I look at the universe, I don't see the message of good news. When I look around all the wonderful philosophies and religions of the world, I don't see the unique good news that Jesus Christ, as the Son of God, died for my sins. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest point that keeps hitting me the longer we've been talking is that, like, going back now— to the scriptural basis for all of the church's teachings, it's it, it almost ma- like as 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 bad as the recent stuff has been. It's like you big dummy, like stop yeah. looking at the last five years. Look at the most important thing from thousands of years ago that has been true for thousands of years. And it's just a, a really big reminder for me. Um, I'd never thought about Judas like people interacting with Judas for those three years yeah, beforehand. Absolutely. Like, and I he's think, just not really in the story yeah, before, I, before the bad parts. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think we need to, I, I invite people to stop looking at the church, at the people in the pews. Are they holy? Are they too holy, you think, or not holy enough? At the priests, at the bishops, but look along the church, right? Look along the church and see Jesus Christ. Look along the mass, right? And we can see Christ coming to us. And that's what I, again, that's what we need. I feel like when we need that message of hope that God is not only our creator, uh, but that he's also our redeemer, right? Uh, As I, we talk about in some ways in the uh, book is that, right, the world without God is not enough, but it's also the case that God without Jesus is not enough, right? I need not only a good morally faithful God, but I need, right, the message of Jesus to restore faithfulness to me, right, who have displayed faithlessness. Yeah. This is, it's all fascinating. It's been good uh, to talk to you. The book, uh, The Wisdom of the Word, go, dives into a bunch of other questions that, why would we go into all of them now? You want people to go <laughs> buy the book. Uh, things that I think people will really resonate with. Um, does the Holy Spirit actually transform the church? Uh, why would God hold our faults against us? Why care for the poor? Why is the church so strict? about sex and why do Catholics fight so much with each other? Like these are topics that we talk about all the time on the show. So if you want to hear from someone smarter than me and better looking than me, you can check out the book. Uh, where where can they find the book, Doc? Uh, so the book's available at wordonfire.org slash wisdom. Uh, you can get it for 20% off there. And also uh, 
people are welcome to come to my website at avemaria.edu and contact me, uh, working on a lot of projects and would love to connect with people. Uh, I really encourage people, finally, just when you have questions about the faith or when you know people, really encourage those questions, ask them questions. As long as people are seeking the truth and genuinely asking questions, right? I think Christ will ultimately reveal himself as the answer. Amen. Do it. Boom. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the whole aesthetic. I love uh, having someone smarter than me on the show because it doesn't happen often. <laughs> well, I doubt well, that, Taylor, Dr. but thank you. <laughs> well, Dr. Michael, thank you so much for being here. Guys, go check out the book. Uh, you know, start off your new, new year with it. Why not? Get your questions answered. Check it out. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Yes. Just wanted to say thanks so much again for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome for being here. Okay, uh, don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back for our final segment of the day. Catholic Match is the largest dating site specifically for Catholics. Unlike other dating websites that encourage casual relationships, sin, uh, Catholic Match prim primarily strives to help single Catholics connect for the purpose of ultimately sacramental marriage. They also provide a community where Catholics can share their challenges of living life in a single state and make new friends as well. These days, it is harder than ever for single Catholics to meet in real life. So Catholic Match is here for you to support single Catholics from all over the world by allowing them to connect online. Create your own Catholic love story today by downloading the Catholic Match app only if you're single. It's illegal if I did it and some of you married people and religious and priests and all that stuff did it. So uh, you can, if you are single, download the app. Start connecting with others, other singles today through messaging or video chat. Super easy get started download catholic match today welcome back to Forte catholic i am taylor stroll that is allison sullivan and i am really sad that one of my favorite games and quite honestly one of my greatest skills hmm. has not been um not been shown on this show in quite some time okay because there were so many new games that we were introducing yeah that i made a note in my phone and it's just called like forte games or something like that and i wrote down all the games that we had Played like games that we either started with or games that people invented so that I could keep bringing them back. And this game, which is probably actually my favorite, I just didn't include on that list. I think we've maybe played two games. Why don't you play games with me? Uh, you always want to talk about, like, oh, let's talk about what Jesus is doing in our <laughs> life. <laughs> I'm fun. <laughs> I like games. Okay, we'll play more games. I'm competitive. I'll tell you what we're playing beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> can script out a winner <laughs> right yeah it's fine this is well what's funny is this is the most it's funny because you're like oh i want to be scripted and the game that we are about to play is literally the most unscripted thing that we do it's the, the opposite right of, yeah so for those of you who haven't heard life verse in a long time because we haven't played what are you doing i'm showing people my pen <laughs> you are determined, I'm ready. I'm ready to script. Determined to make people on the audio version hate this episode. <laughs> okay. So, how life first works is uh, this really comes from a gift that God has given me. Um, it's it's a gift that I noticed when I was in college that God speaks often directly to me through His work. Okay. So it's still it's it's Him. It's His gift. It's His prophecy. But like somebody comes to me, or I can come to somebody like yourself and say. You know, God has given a life verse for you. Kind listener, if you are confused about whether you should be laughing or taking Taylor seriously right now, I would like for you to know that you are not alone. 
This I don't serious. know whether you're serious. being serious I, or so not. I, I have this gift, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna prove it to you and to the listeners. And what we're going to do is to see if you have the same gift. Okay. So how how God speaks to me through this is, um, we're gonna start with you. So like, <laughs> God has given me a life first for you. Okay. And how it works is, I I don't pick these things. This is not scripted. I just go through yeah. either a regular no, Bible. No, that's true. Or, that's yeah. Or like the Bible, the Bible app on my phone, which everyone should have. Allison doesn't for shame. And <laughs> pick a random book, a random chapter. That's because and a book. I read real books, Taylor. <laughs> you're still read. trying to show things real with the books. camera, and you you're insistent <laughs> on showing it where the camera can't even see it. So not only do the audio <laughs> listeners not see it, the video <laughs> listeners can't even see it. What is wrong with you? Maybe my life verse will rectify all of this. Here's your life verse. Okay. So this is from the book of Esther, chapter seven. Oh, Clearly. Love her. Obviously. God told wow. me to um, It's from the book of Esther, chapter seven, verse 10. Hold on. What if it makes me cry? I've, it's happened before. I don't think this one will. Okay. So they impaled Haman on the stake he had set up for Mordecai, and the oh. anger of the king abated. This is one of the great stories of scripture, of women <laughs> taking charge. You know the story? Of course. Yeah, she takes a stake and drives it through a man's head. I think it's That's perfect for you. You are a woman that is taking charge in her faith. You are a leader in the faith community as a woman, which is rare now, is even more rare then. And you're like, just sticking it to the patriarchy. I think it's perfect. First of all, you have conflated two very important women in the Bible. Secondly, I think that's the most you've ever complimented me in You're a while. No, it's because it's not me. It's God speaking <laughs> through me to you. Okay, right, is, see if you is it my it. turn? Yeah, so okay. just uh, mm. see if... Uh, look, you've shown it to the camera. Okay. Let's We're not see. Buddhist. Um. What we have here. This is the book of Acts. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> it says, this is... Oh dear! Chapter twenty-three, verse twenty-three. Does twenty-three mean anything to you? Michael the Jordan number twenty-three sure. combined together have been my life. Yes. Sure. Okay. Well, we're off to a great start. It says this. It says then he summoned two of the centurions and he said, "Get two hundred soldiers ready to go to Caesarea by nine o'clock tonight, along with seventy horsemen and two hundred auxiliaries." Clearly. <laughs> You are being commanded by the Lord to gather up a great army. And um, at nine, nine, which is a little late for me, you're just getting started, but that's okay. Nine a.m. And <laughs> nine o'clock tonight. Oh, the seventy horsemen. Now, the I think this represents your listeners. Okay, say. so you've got some centurion, which is you know how many? Uh, how many centurion? Uh, Two, but then you've got two hundred soldiers. So these are listeners, I think. I think. I think. I think that. I have way more listeners. Than that. Well, I know it's a representation, Taylor. You have more than two co-hosts too. Okay, so two centurions, 200, 200 soldiers, and then um, you're also going to have seventy horsemen. Hmm, maybe those are haters. The seven? No, no, no. They're on your side. They're fighting for you. Okay, I don't. I don't know what the horsemen are. I don't know. And two hundred auxiliaries. Anyways, there's lots of people. Here's what I hear. Your listenership is that a word? Readership, listenership. It's multiplying. It is multiplying. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. You started with two centurions, and then you got two hundred soldiers, then you got seventy horsemen. I I like the way this is going. Um, I don't know what we're about to do. That your life verse ended. So the rest is up to you. Happy New Year. I don't think you have the gift. Oh! 
we'll, tr- we'll try no. again. We'll try again. Uh, okay. It might be because I already have a life verse. <gasps> you do? What is it? Do you know what my life verse is? Do you know what mine is? Uh, I just gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Obviously, uh, Esther chapter seven. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you want to know what it is really, though? Sure. It's Micah 6, 8. And it's about acting justly, loving mercy, and walking humbly. I don't think there are any better instructions than that. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Is there anything else? Isn't that so good? Can you do any of those three? <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. I was trying to think about it. I was like, huh. Huh. Good, okay, good which, which you got? Let me make fun of yours then. John 10, 10. Okay. You don't know it? I know I will when I hear it. Because I have what a fake form of Protestant. No, it's true. Like John ten ten, I've like I that is on a note card that I have memorized. On Tim Tebow's face. <laughs> um, for God so loved the I'm world. Just it wasn't on John, Tim That's three ten. Okay, what? I have come that they might have life, and life to in the abundance. Fullest. Yeah, life up to the fullest. Yeah, yeah, good. Full life. We talked about that earlier. Like. Christianity should be good. It should <laughs> it be good. good. <laughs> yes, we should be having fun. Okay, so speaking of having fun, we're going to try new people. So um, who would you like me to find a life first for? It could be a famous person. It could be somebody connected I to us. I feel like Britney Spears could use oh, a little guidance. Okay, cool. Uh, well, clearly uh, the New Testament, because she has made new and she has been freed. Yeah, she's been freed. And I, 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 I don't want her with the same parameters but do you follow her on Instagram? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, love you, Britt. Okay. Uh, this is from 2 Timothy chapter 2. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands, bearing this inscription. Mm-hmm. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord avoid evil. She has avoided the evil of her family, gotten gotten rid of them, mm. gotten rid of the conservatorship. Um, the Lord knows who are his. So people want to hate on Brittany, but we love her and God loves her. Yeah. Yeah. She is precious to the Lord. And so, me. so one of my first crushes. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. It's a good choice. Uh, which, which is funny because we're talking about her freedom and um, the amount of attraction I felt to her during the when her. Uh, Video for I'm a Slave for You came out. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very that, special. That was spicy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are Spice Girls. Same, <laughs> same, same time, different people. Okay. Do I get a famous person? I, I would like for you to find a life first for your husband, Dr. Sethuel Sullivan. Aww. Uh, we, we love him. Seth uh, he never talks to me because he's too busy saving the world. You're always trying to lengthen his name. Okay. Mine too, actually, now that I think about it. All right. This is... Let's see. This is First uh, Timothy chapter two, oh, verse Timothy. eight. It is my wish then that in every place the men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. <gasps> wow! It is my wish then that in every place the men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. He's the most peaceful person I know. <laughs> Here's the thing is I, I have the he great... already knows this life verse right. and has like applied it. Yeah. The great thing about this game is that like your first one was so terrible. That one fits your husband 100%. Yeah. What, like it's not, it wasn't even a question. Like you read it and I'm like, you had to have cheated and you didn't. I no, no. He's as like steady as they come. It's so I'm in a, I'm in a little bit of a slump right now. Um, I think it's just like post holiday. There's probably some <laughs> seasonal. <laughs> this is not your best performance. <laughs> 
There's like some seasonal stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of in a slump. And I just apologized to him this morning. I said, oh, thank you so much for being so patient with me. Like, I'll, I'll get it together. And, um, and his response was just the sweetest thing. Like he has a lot, of, he has a lot of reasons that he could be annoyed with me right now. And he was like, don't we all? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, him at the top of that list, Taylor, you think you got problems? <laughs> He's such a great man. I, I really love is. that life first. Yeah, man. that was you great. Share it with him. I think I shall. Part, and you don't even have to say it was from a dumb game. You can just be like, uh, the Lord's the Lord, the Lord gave me this for you. <laughs> As part of my apology. Yeah. You know what's funny though? This is interesting. I don't know, maybe it's not interesting enough to say out loud, but here we go. We'll decide. Too late. Um, you know, a lot of times, and this is just a framework of what I have for God. So like I read that and it was like praying and holy hands without argument or whatever. And it feels like correction. And so I'm like, my instinct, my knee jerk was to take up for Seth and be like, he's not angry. Like, eh. you know, no, it was an affirmation. Yeah, it, 100% was I just like, know he it's like the verse. kindness of the Lord that everything that you hear from God, isn't him trying to correct you or redirect you or whatever. You know, there's a lot of care and nurture and comfort that goes in, you know, to how he fathers. So anyways, just because God's mad at you doesn't mean you need to project <laughs> that onto God being mad at Seth. God loves Seth. <laughs> You're such a jerk, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor what? Kevin Troll. What? I've been being your husband. Okay. Uh, who would you like me to find a life first for? I, I get to choose again. Another famous person or someone yeah, we anybody, know. Anybody. I would like for you to find one for Felicity. Oh, my baby. She's Obvious, such a honey. Ob obviously from uh, the Lord's greatest work, uh, Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 21. You couldn't go Philippians on her? Okay, go ahead. Because she came from a Philippian too. Uh, <laughs> what? I thought you were going to say because her name, I, I know, I know yeah. what joke you were trying for, and I went for the better <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. Anyone who has the following blemishes may not come forward. He who is blind or lame, you're lame, but not in the way they mean, <laughs> or who has a split lip <laughs> or a limb what? too long or a broken leg or arm, or who is a hunchback or a dwarf or has a growth Are in the eye, serious or who right is now? afflicted with sores, scabs, or crushed uh, male parts. Uh, no descendant of Aaron, the priest. You're making this up. I, this is from Leviticus 21. I'm reading it verbatim. No descendant of Aaron, the priest, who has any such blemish, may draw near to offer the oblations of the Lord. On account of his blemish, he may not draw near to offer the food of his God. And what God is saying to my precious daughter through this is, thank God she's healthy. She can approach the Lord because she has none of these issues. Wow. I mean, I have a split lip right now. Uh, well, I mean, that's only more proof of what we've all been thinking throughout this entire episode. God loves Seth. Allison needs help. If y'all ever need a little like ego de-escalation, you just come sit in this chair right here. Yeah, it's shorter than mine. Keep my feet right on the ground, Taylor, just right where they belong. Okay. Um, since the, the <clears throat> listeners are literally always on your side and never yes. mind, especially after something like today, thank you. I friends. would like for you yeah. to repay them by giving the listeners as a group a life first. A life first. Yay! Okay. Did I'm you put your Bible down? I did. I'm going right to we're Philippians, not, we're not, we're though. Here done. we go. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> You've really... given up. You want to be done with this? So yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was just that time. Okay. Uh, First Corinthians seems promising. All right. First Corinthians. I thought you were going to Philippians. 
I, I couldn't. You're I couldn't. confused with the Lord. You need to go to confession. No, sh- hold on. What? I don't know. Okay, this is chapter 15. Okay. It's voice 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. Okay. It is sown corruptible. It is raised incorruptible. Ah. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown corruptible. It dies corrupt, but it raises incorruptible. It raises holy. It's beautiful. I like it. So how does that apply to our listeners? Well, I think this episode is like a slow death. (laughs) But after it, they go forth and will be revived by this verse that I just gave them. I I clearly have the gift. What I think it it means is that uh, even though they listen to me every week through my corruption, they can still rise through through it. Without being corrupted. Through me. Yeah. So no matter what happens (laughs) on this show. Your co-hosts are just here to redeem it all. That's that's what we do. It's a tough job. Somebody's going to do it. Okay. Um, Let's do do one more. I will prove to everyone that I'm better than you. Give me one more person or group to give a life verse for. In our group? In our... Anybody. What did you just say, though? I thought you just said... It literally said any person or group. (laughs) Literally anyone. I want you to give a life verse to who do you want me to say? Anyone. Um, can you give one to yourself? Mm, I've already done that. John ten ten. No. And you gave one to me earlier that didn't work. I know. So fix it. Okay. So fix it. Okay. So we're going to go to the book of Romans. So I'm clearly like a Roman centurion. We've already picked up on that <laughs> today. Uh, chapter eleven, verse. Uh, eight, as it is written, God gave them a spirit of deep sleep, eyes that should not see and ears that should not hear down to this very day. I think the answer is obvious. You need rest. I'm dumb. My ears are often closed to the Lord. Even on this day, I'm, I am very tired. I got some deep sleep last night. Every time I get deep sleep, uh-huh. I'm, I'm exhausted. The next day is kind of a wash. Uh, so this might not be a life verse, but it's definitely a today verse. Uh, eyes that should not see, ears that should not hear, which is funny because it connects to Felicity's earlier. It's like, oh, mm. if you can't see, you can't go to the Lord. Well, yeah. that's how I'm feeling today. <laughs> I can get behind that. All right. Well, that was our life verse. I think I still have the gift, um, even though it might be a little rusty because we haven't played this game in a year. <laughs> um, Allison clearly doesn't have the gift for anyone except your husband. I feel like you should actually share that with him. I think that was very special. Yeah, me too. It's good. It's good. All right. Well, that was our scripture episode from t- uh, two people proving how smart and dumb we are simultaneously. Right on. You're welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> I'll be back next week. Say it. <laughs> that was a hot mess. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it and that you feel a little smarter after hearing Dr. Michael and maybe a little dumber but entertained by listening to Allison and I today. Uh, Hit the subscribe button. We've got great videos coming out on our YouTube channel. There's stuff that goes on YouTube that doesn't go on the podcast. So youtube.com slash Forte Catholic to subscribe today. Also, we are trying to expand this year. I am the only person that currently works for Forte Catholic. We are trying to grow. So if you would like to donate, we need about $15,000 total to be able to hire somebody part-time to help with our um, our primary goal of doing great audio and video productions. Uh, so if you want to donate towards that, either a one-time gift towards that $15,000 or, uh, you know, chip away at it monthly, you know, $10 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month, whatever it would be, would be super helpful. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. We are a 
uh, nonprofit organization. So all of your donations uh, receive a tax receipt to help you with your taxes. Um, and for those of you that donated last year, those are going out this week. So you will receive them. I promise. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back soon. Bye.